God will break you to position you, break you to promote you, and break you to put you in your right place. But when he breaks you, he doesn't hurt you. He doesn't, when he breaks you, he doesn't destroy you. He does it with grace. Hello listeners, welcome to Kenako Online Radio. My name is Pumzile Mondlani and I am your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I am so excited to have you back on the show. And I thought, you know what, what a great way to start the show by uh, playing Tasha Cobb's Gracefully Broken. Um, as you know that uh, the name of my show is Love Alone Was Not Enough. Yes, so we're doing episode two today and we're really just going to be continuing the conversation that we started on the first episode. The feedback that we received was so overwhelming. You know, I cannot begin to explain how grateful we are that you are part of this show and that you are part of our journey. Um, you have been so good to us um, in terms of um, enabling us to see what the show actually is doing in your lives. We have heard how you said that you are inspired. We've heard you wanting to share this with your, your friends, your family, you know, people within your circle. Um, you know, that's really what the show is, is, is all about. We want to empower each other. We want to enable each other. We want to, um, you know, to say you don't have to walk this journey alone. You know, we want to educate each other. And we want to really just do this life thing together. Because, you know, life can be so t so tough when you're doing it all by yourself. So um, today, um, I just want to continue where we left off so if you have not yet had an opportunity to listen to the first episode please do yourself a favor and listen to episode one of love alone was not enough because today is really about taking off from where we we left the last time now today i want to um i'll be speaking really to um that divorced person be it male or female i'll also be talking to that person also that has got divorced people within their space. It could be um, at church. It could be in your family. It could be in the workplace, really, wherever you are. And it's to say, um, you know, how do we go through life, um, you know, and, and having to be understanding and considerate of each other? And how do we journey together um, in life, you know, um, amidst all of these challenges that we are faced with? But obviously, my primary focus is on that divorced person because yeah it's it's a it's such a heartache to have to plan your your life around you know uh, somebody and then suddenly everything just comes crashing down on you now i remember soon after my divorce when i um had to go back to church well not necessarily go back to church but you know when i had to go to church now as a divorced person and how that felt you know um there could be somebody out there that is divorced and you are still struggling to find your your place within the church now i know that my personal reason for going to church is really for that spiritual upliftment it is to nurture my spiritual life to grow in knowing christ and understanding myself and how to live for christ it is really for that fellowship it is for um to increase obviously my knowledge as well and also i think most importantly it is to serve in the church and to serve um, in the body of christ now if that's my primary reason for going to church surely 
my marital status should not have anything to do with that but unfortunately you know um, the world that we live in some of these things actually do get to us and you come you, you, you come face to face with these things and you don't realize the impact that it has on you until you reach a certain point in your life when you go to this place of hope and when you get there you almost feel like your identity is questionable or you start questioning who you are you start questioning do I fit in here do I belong you start uh, questioning am I actually complete am I a competent person have I done such wrong that it is unforgivable for me am I worthy of being in this place now my own personal experiences within the church space has been and 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 and, and with all due respect you know um we need to understand that the church is not the building but the church is the people um, that we find there and because we are human i've said this before we continue to error just because we are confined in this in this church building does not suddenly make us saints you know we are still human um so going to church now as a divorced woman it felt so different why did it feel different because when I look back at the eight years when I was married and I, I went to church for fellowship with my husband and with my one child, then we only had one child. Um, you know, church was good. You know what I mean? We we found our place. You know what I mean? Um, because we presented a family structure that was solid. Uh, we were married and it, it, it seemed like, you know, we've got this whole life thing together because yes, some people actually, they regard marriage as an achievement. So yeah, some people looked at us as achievers, but really marriage is not an achievement. <laughs> Honestly, I can say that to you. So what made church different now that I was divorced? I'll give you some classic examples. Um, so obviously within the church, there are certain, there, there, there are different ministries. So you'll find that there's the women's ministry or sometimes the mother's ministry. There's the young adults ministry, the men's ministry and so forth. Now, as a divorced woman, when the mothers of the church are called up, I asked myself, do I still qualify to be part of Abo Mama? the mothers because it's almost like we have taken this term mothers within the church space and we've kind of defined it as a mother is that married woman who's got children now if we say if, if we put it like that what about that woman that is divorced she no longer has a husband does she no longer qualify to be part of Abo Mama because there is no husband that she is serving under in her in her home what about that woman that is maybe in her 40s in her 50s that has never been married but she's got children so is she not regarded as abo mama and i, I i'm sure that many of you can attest to say that this challenge does truly exist within our church structures so because of how difficult it was for me to identify my, myself at the time I then said, okay, so does it mean that now, because I no longer have a husband, I don't qualify now to be part of the ministry Abu Mama? Do I now go back to the young adults ministry because now I'm single? <laughs> you see, so now what I did was, okay, Pumzi, do yourself a favor. 
let me now revert and and go into the young adults ministry um you know to be with all the single people i did that but i still could not find my place in there i could not identify 100 percent with the with this ministry because there were certain differences so yes most of them were kind of in the same age group as I was. Some of them were married, but most of them were not. Young at heart, you know, they're hyped up by different things. They, ex they get excited by different things that I get excited over. And, you know, they're dealing with different challenges to what I'm dealing with. I'm divorced. I've, you know, my whole life has changed. It has turned around. I'm, I'm raising children on my own. And there's just so much that is happening within my space. And to say now... You know, when you're in that ministry, you kind of, you need to find a support structure. So to say, who can support me when I encounter such issues within this ministry? And it's like, um, yeah, so not quite. So it wasn't really happening. So ultimately, what, what these challenges almost do to a person is you kind of end up questioning your identity because you almost uh, feel like you are incomplete as a person because you cannot fit in anywhere anymore okay so before you had your niche but now it's it's like you cannot find your place anywhere but i want to encourage you and say that yes there are challenges having to um you know go back to almost life how you used to know it it's a challenge because it cannot be like life how how you used to know it before but never for a second ever doubt who you are and most importantly never doubt who you are in Christ because I believe that we were created in the image of God and we were created in his likeness too so you are the image of God and I believe that God is whole God is complete and God is competent so if God is whole it means that you are whole if God is complete, it means that you are also complete. You are not half a woman or half a man just because you got divorced. And you are also not incompetent. Yes, um, maybe some people or circumstances might make you feel like you are in incompetent because you failed to keep your marriage. You failed to... Um, uh, to sustain, you know, that the family structure, you 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 fail to keep your children on a on a tight leash because your children have gone astray. You know, things can happen in and around you, but never ever for a second doubt who you are because your identity is only defined by God. He is the only person who can define who you are. No circumstance, no church, no no family structure. No institution can tell you who you are except God. And God says he created you in his own image. He is the great I am. So it means that you have got his greatness within you. Never doubt that. It's not easy to actually live it out. You can know it. You can believe it. But to live out God's greatness within you, it's not easy. It's a challenge because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Now, to that person that might be in church, maybe you are heading up a ministry. I'm not saying go back to church now and tiptoe around the divorced people or the widowed people or whoever. But I'm saying be considerate and understand that we need to go back to the basics to say, why does the church exist and why do people come to church? People come to church 
to find hope. People come to church to heal. People come to church to find life. Let us not be the ones that make people worse than what they were when they stepped onto the front door of this church. We need to be considerate. We need to give that love. We need to speak with humility. We need to, we need, we, we need to understand the person, who they are. And not what they have, what they have, or where they've been. It's about who this person is, and that identity is found in Christ. So let's be considerate. You know what I mean. So I think we need to really open ourselves up to say, when we're calling Abu Mama, there could be a woman, and maybe you have been making this announcement at church, really unaware, on innocently so. You know, but I really want you to think about it to say. When you make that announcement and you're saying, Abu Mama, there could be a woman that is sitting there that has just gone through a divorce and now she's not sure anymore because it appears as though all the women that are part of that ministry are married. So does she now qualify to still be in that ministry or where must now she go? So let's be considerate and let's accommodate people, you know, um, and, and I hope that God can really help us in that regard. But you know what? Um, along, the, along the way, along the years, we learn to live within those circumstances. But you need to understand also how much energy and effort it takes to self-comfort, to self-console, you know, uh, uh, to self-counsel every single night. To bring yourself towards yourself and say, all right, A, B, C, D happened. And this is how it made me feel. It's not going to go away. I need to survive in these within these circumstances it takes a lot from a person and it can be just an emotional ride so let's just try and be more loving and be more caring and just be more cautious you know what i mean and be more accommodating as well now that's just the church it's one part but think about it as a divorced person you're not only dealing with the church you're also dealing with the workplace so now if I think back to after my divorce, there were some decisions that I had to make. <laughs> I remember the first one was, do I change my surname? Remember, there was a personal decision. Do I change my surname or do I keep the surname? Now, a personal decision I made was to keep the surname because, you know, um, and, and I spoke about this in, in, in the first episode as well to say, because at the time I was thinking my children are using his surname. Now, if my children now, they, they've grown and they're using that surname, mommy's using the surname, we don't have a, it's just, it's just too complicated. It's one complication after another. Now I'm having to answer all of these questions. So I, at the moment, at that moment, I did not want to deal with any of that. So I kept the surname, but it did, you know, uh, 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 it did kind, kind of hit me to say, if I change my surname now, now suddenly people are receiving an email from Pumzile Matibela. Who is Pumzile Matibela? You know, and then I'm like, oh, no, no, I sent that email. And people would be like, okay, but now what happened? Some people might know that you were married. Now you need to explain why you changed your surname. Maybe some people don't even know that you were married. And now they're thinking that you are married because you've changed your surname. And then they start congratulating you. I've seen that happening where a lady actually changed her surname and somebody really um, innocently thought that this lady had gotten married and she congratulated her. Imagine being congratulated that you are married when you have actually just gone through a divorce. And I thought to myself, oh my, do I really want to go through this? And I actually had a taste of both, both sides where one was congratulated 
and and then the other was actually asked oh you check i see your surname is different what happened and now she's needing to explain why the and yes some people will feel that you know what i don't have to explain myself to anybody and yes you are right you do not have to explain yourself to anybody but trust me when that question comes it hits and it hits very hard and then yes you can respond to say no um you know it's none of people's business as much as it's none of people's business but in your heart hey the business is happening hey the business is happening and then um another part that um where i had to make decisions now at uh, in the workplace was i've obviously got a pension fund and i've got been benef uh, beneficiaries and my ex-husband is part of the beneficiaries do i remove him now later do i remove him what do i do and when do i do it you've got life cover he's the beneficiary do i remove him do i keep him you've got funeral policies where you've actually covered him and his mother <laughs> maybe even his aunt maybe his sister you know uh, it depends it varies from one person to another what do you do now do you remove his family as well as him from your insurance policies or what do you do now i distinctly remember that day when i said with my policies and i had to make that decision and what 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 made it so difficult was because there are children involved now because of these children i almost feel like i am connected to this person forever there's a link between him and i which is the children so um god forbid should something happen to either him or any other of the family members that i have insured i think especially him or his mother my children obviously will would would go to the funeral would i just show up at the funeral or would i actually want to assist on behalf of my children what do i do it's it's it was a very difficult decision to make and you're thinking now my pension fund should something happen to me today that means this guy is going to be to, to benefit from my pension fund able you know we are divorced but it was difficult to make it was a difficult decision to make now i want to say to you if you are going through that i want to say to you take your time because it 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 hurts anyway whether you do it on the day the pain of divorce is there whether you delay and you do it a couple of weeks or months later it hurts anyway so it, it it doesn't matter at what what time frame you give yourself it's still going to hurt so take your time seek counseling and seek assistance talk to somebody now if you are that somebody that knows someone that's going through a divorce we appear very very strong because one of the biggest mistakes that we make and I know that I've spoken to a friend of mine who also went through a divorce around about the same time when I was going through my divorce was that we 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 almost immediately go into most of us not all of us go into survival mode so we don't take time to deal with the emotions we go into survival mode and that's a risk it's a very big risk because things have a way of catching up with you along the way now i want to say to you if you know somebody a friend a sister a brother that is going through divorce stay close stay close to that person and just make it known that you are there 
maybe ask questions like, okay, um, you maybe you don't want to ask how they feel at that point in time because you know what? Sometimes you don't even know how you feel. And sometimes we, we tell you what we want to feel and not how we actually feel. I'll say I'm okay because I want to feel okay, but I'm actually not okay. But ask questions like, okay, so are you going to change the surname? Um, what, what else have you considered? Do you need assistance with anything? And listen to what this person is saying to you. And if the person maybe is not ready yet to talk to you, just make yourself available. Check up on your people. I plead with you. Because many people, they don't take too kindly to divorce. We die in silence. And not many of us actually survive. Not many of us come out stronger than what we were before. Divorce is very painful. So it could be in the workplace. It could be a church. It could even be in the family. You know, uh, in the family, there's a very famous... A, a, a name that we have been dubbed we've been dubbed the retained soldiers mm. you know what I mean and yeah we might laugh it off but when it hits it hits very hard and it might not hit the person when they are still within within your space but when they get home and they're all by themselves in their room it does hit hard to say they have failed I want to say to you if you've been called a retained soldier well done you came back alive You've got an opportunity to still make the most of whatever time you've got on this world. You came back alive. You can be stronger and better than what you were before. You can still make a difference in your life and in the, in the lives of those around you. Don't take the negativity and own it. Um, something that I've heard from uh, Pastor Matebula, he once said, offense is given, but you choose to take it. So the picture I painted in my head was, okay, so it means that somebody will actually give me the offense. So it's like a word that is spoken and it, it's placed on the table. You choose to take that word from the table and put it into your heart and then you catch feelings. Don't take it. Do not take offense. Choose what goes into your head, what goes into your heart. Yes, you have heard it. But don't own it. It's not yours. If somebody says or does something negative to you, it's not yours. Don't own it. Life is tough. Life is very hard. And I believe that if we work together and we pay attention to those around us, we can actually make such a difference in other people's lives. And I believe that no matter how deep the heartbreak was there is still life after divorce yes love alone in my case was not enough but now i've got an opportunity to go into the world and receive what else the world has got in store for me there's a, a lot that the world has got to offer don't miss that opportunity now i had wished that i could actually talk about dating after divorce um, as well today but you're gonna have to stay tuned to the show um, in the next episode uh, episode three I'll definitely be talking about um, 
dating after divorce. It's going to be an interesting one. And I hope that you have actually enjoyed uh, today's show and that maybe you have uh, learned something um, irrespective on which side of the coin you're in. Um, so please do share uh, the link with your friends, your family, your colleagues, whoever it might be, because there might be somebody out there that is just waiting to hear this message of hope to say there is life after divorce and there is still a lot that life has got to offer you. You may be a returned soldier, but you returned alive. So as broken as we are, understand that we are gracefully broken and God has still got so much that in store for you. And um, something that uh, I heard at a women's conference in, in, in one year where the pastor was preaching and the, 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 the title of her message was Broken Crayons Can Still Color. So as broken as you are, you can still color and you can still narrate a beautiful story out of your life and you can still be your best self and live your best life so from me Pumzile thank you so much for tuning in today please once again do share comments with us you can um, connect with me via Kinako um, by sending a message to Kinako uh, uh, the Kinako link or you can also connect with me via Facebook Pumzile uh, Mondlani um, as well as on Instagram um, as well as on WhatsApp. So if you've obviously got the privilege of having my personal number, please do connect with me. We'd love to hear from you once again. We love you. We appreciate you. And um, on that note, I will be signing out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Just let your worship right there in this moment.